Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Opinions No This is Preston. And Brennan. And today we have a special guest back, Cindy. It's been a long time. Cindy, welcome back. Thanks for having me again. Of course. We actually tried having you a couple weeks ago, but it just didn't work out because we were dumb and bad at planning. But it's awesome to have you here. Well, apparently you can't record in the inside of Rubio's. Right. So. Or the outside. <laughs> Next to an extremely busy road. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Details. <laughs> it right. was fun, though. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We talked for hours. I just, you know, wish we'd been recording, I guess. Oh, well. It's, we talked about a lot of sensitive stuff, so it's probably good that we weren't recording. Feelings. Probably that one was better not recorded. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's a new year. This is our first episode of 2020. 2020. Happy mm. 2020, everybody. Hmm. Any New Year's resolutions? Um, I thought about doing one about writing every day, but so far it's day three and I haven't written a single word, so <laughs> I guess, guess I already broke that one. I gave up on resolutions years ago. I don't, I don't feel like I do resolutions in any, any capacity. You? No, I thought about doing the exercise one, but it would go much the same way Preston's writing one did. So I decided to just go with, uh, just try to be a better person. And that one usually falls short by second day, too. <laughs> but that one you can keep trying all over and over again. I, I also day. get that one. Or you just redefine the definition of a better person. Oh, there you go. Well, that's why I keep it very generalized, so I don't have to commit to anything. <laughs> I mean, you know. That's how you set goals. Make very realistic uh Keep the bar low. Situations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny you said that the exercise thing, because I actually hate going... I, I go to the gym regularly, and I hate January, because every fucking January... All these assholes that never go to the gym, no offense, um, decide they want to go to the gym, and then for a month, it's super crowded every day, and then they all stop again, and it's like, just don't, just don't, and so, yeah, but actually, I went yesterday, and it wasn't too bad, but I get, I best, I bet that morning? next week, it'll be really bad. In the no, morning? it was after work, actually. Oh, wow, usually after work is prime time. I think everyone's still on vacation, though, because like, the, the new year came in the middle of the week. So I think next week it's going to be business as usual in January. So looking You're forward right. to that. Yeah. Nice. And I remember that from when I used to go to the gym and yeah. then I got tired of the New Year's people and I bought my own elliptical, my own right. free weights, and I started working out at home for the next several years. I should do that. I'd save myself a lot of money. What is that? $300 a year? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, 25 a month, yeah. I well, Cindy, you used to say you used to be pretty buff, right? I was. People like Dan and Ross, who knew me way back then. I mean, Dan used to be afraid of me because my biceps were bigger than his. <laughs> He's a bitch. He's always been a nerd, right? <laughs> <laughs> then what happened? When did you lose your momentum? Ironically, it was the same year that Preston's current boss became my boss. <laughs> Irony. Interesting. Well, I really, yes, it was when I was in the dark side over there. Yes, I remember yeah, the dark yeah. side years, yes. That was right before you guys came up from San Diego, and there was a lot of personal stuff. That was when my ex-boyfriend was uh, having a real serious mental breakdown, and then he eventually passed away. Oh, it was a turbulent year or two before that. Yeah, that'll definitely throw you off your game. And I agree. The first thing to drop is the gym. I agree. That's always my philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I can't handle all this. I will stop working out. Uh, for me, it's the healthy eating that drops first. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Yep. 
because you know. I actually stayed healthy with my eating even after I did that. I, I stopped working out, but I decided that I was going to keep eating healthy because I smoke. So I wanted to maintain some sense of health. Right. But then I stopped doing that when I lost my job and pasta is much cheaper to buy than vegetables and right. good stuff. So. Yeah. Irony, we just ate pasta tonight. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, was, welcome over to my house, Preston. It was delicious well, and unhealthy. Brendan knows. I mean, we were trying to survive off of what little unemployment they give you. And oh, <laughs> so bad. pasta goes along. Pasta and eggs go a long way. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. And I still live that way. I just throw in some tuna in there in the mix and some chicken. Yeah. And those are my staples of protein, per se. And then I come over and I'm like a fat slob that eats all of his food, and I don't even feel guilty about it. Well, and, and then the alternative is, Preston, hey, you want to, uh, what should we do, be, you know, before we do the podcast, what should we eat? McDonald's. The chicken, <laughs> the chicken sandwiches. Because they're $1.29. It's hard to beat that. <laughs> well, I made some chicken the other day, but I feed it to my crows, and then I eat cheese quesadillas. <laughs> What's tapatio? Oh, yeah. Yes, lots of tapatio. Do you eat sour cream on them? No. Oh, that's where it's I'm at. still trying to eat somewhat healthy. <laughs> <laughs> See, for me, it's all about cheese quesadillas, sour cream, and salsa. Oh, man, that's the best. Right. Yeah, that's where it's at. I did have a spinach tortilla, too. I guess that kind of counts, huh? Well, that's really good. Spinach tortilla. Yeah, totally. Oh, okay. Instead of a regular flour tortilla? Instead flour of corn. flour wheat, yeah. 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 It's really green, good. so that means, that means it's healthy. That's it. That's baby steps. Yeah, <laughs> Start right? the new year off right with baby steps. Exactly. I was watching a weird movie right before you guys called. Oh, yeah? What? It's called The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then Bigfoot. Have you ever heard of it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Unsurprisingly, I have not heard of it. Yeah, it sounds like a Quentin Tarantino movie. (laughs) It might be because the same actor that's in this one is also in a recent Quentin Tarantino one, too, but I might have them confused. Somebody recommended it to me at work, so I decided to start watching it. It's bizarre. Is it Sam good? Elliott's in it. Sam Elliott, the singer? Sam no, the cowboy. No, the cowboy. Sam Elliott? Yeah, Roadhouse. He was also just in uh, A Star is Born. He was... Uh, Gunner Riders. Yeah. I haven't seen A Star is Born. Dude, he, he is he is the sex symbol of the 1970s to... whiplash yeah. uh, mustache going on. I was going to say, does he have a porn stash? If he's a sex symbol in the 70s, he has to. Uh, yeah. Now, yeah, let's see. Does that mean I'm a 70s sex symbol now that I have a mustache? <laughs> oh, tomb- that guy. I recognize that yeah, guy. Tombstone. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Unforgettable voice. Fuck yeah, I recognize that guy there totally. Yeah, that guy's actually kind of sexy. Yeah, look at that hair. I'm not into old dudes, but I'd bang him. <laughs> Guess how old he is. I mean, too, and I'm not into old dudes either, but... <laughs> 75? There he is in Roadhouse. Damn. That was him in Roadhouse. Yeah. And Tombstone. I think I recognize him from Tombstone. I think that's what it was. Because mm-hmm. he played, was it Wyatt Earp in, that he played in that one? No, he played. Yeah, uh, he was, played his uh, what's his name? Kurt Russell. He played his. He, went, he played the, the older brother. brother. Yeah. And the older brother's name is. The older brother of Wyatt Earp? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that movie is about Wyatt Earp and he gets like seven guys to go hunt down the outlaws, right? His brothers. So Morgan was the younger brother that gets shot. I don't remember. I, it was and a then long time ago. his character's name is... What's his name? But yeah. All right, cool. Maybe I should watch that movie. I, I'm not a fan of westerns, but I don't mind them. This isn't a western. This is a post-World War II. He actually was the guy Who's that still? assassinated Hitler. No. Oh no, sorry, I was talking about Tombstone. Um but yeah, I wanna see I wanna see the Hitler 
the Hitler Bigfoot assassin. That sounds cool. I want to see the connection between the two. Yeah, seriously. Um, how long is the movie? Are you Probably like halfway? A couple in? hours. Oh, you're halfway. All right. Well, sorry to interrupt. No worries. I've got all weekend to watch it. It's okay. Well, we you know we know that Bigfoot does definitely need to be killed just as much as Hitler, right? so the pursuit of happiness (laughs) oh yeah i briefly brought that up earlier how do elliot could be on the pursuit to happiness sure oh yeah yeah, you i I could put him on my target list yeah what do you call that your your what did you say when i was talking about making a list of things to do every day a vision board a vision yeah i could put sam elliot on my vision board (laughs) dude's a silver fox Well, it's, you know, he uh, he actually, speaking of, we're in uh, California, right? So he lives in Malibu, and his house almost got burned down in the last fires out there. Hmm. I watched a segment on uh, the Today Show or whatever about him. So I'm terrible. I actually don't feel bad. I would actually be a little bit happy if Malibu burned down because I'm a terrible person. But <laughs> mostly because I hate rich people. But yeah, um, I guess I shouldn't hate the rich people that live in Malibu because they mostly have the same political views as me and they have money to back those views up so i guess i shouldn't be that big of an asshole oh well what you gonna do this is a great one-sided conversation yeah right (laughs) i don't know if i hate rich people but i hate the attitudes of rich people yeah and the, the methods that they use to become rich yeah for sure that's i think the methodology and the tactics taken is where i get a little jaded except i i really feel weird about that whole thing because i would totally do that shit if i could so what does that say about me uh i'm a total asshole uh, you have no soul yeah exactly so do you really think you have no soul you're always saying that about yourself that you're a horrible person and i don't think you are well, I mean, let's talk about this. Brendan, so, you know him better. Is he a horrible person? Yeah, so the pursuit of happiness, you're like the one guy that actually pursues, like, happiness. Like, again, you do, like, fucking, you go to the gym, you do a sensory <laughs> deprivation chamber, you're always seeking betterment. So if you're a bad person, Cindy and I are fucked. <laughs> okay? So uh, I think you're always right. seeking for enlightenment or you know, betterment, so... You're right. Do maybe you, maybe you, instead of a maybe, bad person. Do you just teeter with that? That's the problem. Like, you know if you don't do X, Y, and Z, what you're doing, this routine you're doing, you're just going to turn into the Joker? Yeah, basically. Like, is that what's going to happen here? Yeah, it's like Two-Face, you know? I got to keep the yeah. the non-scarred face in charge. Ah, okay. Yeah. See, this makes more sense now. Uh, Cindy and I talk about... The Harvey Two-Face and the Joker. I really related to the Joker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you talking about the new movie, specifically? Because it's his origin, right? No, not the new movie. Oh, okay. Batman, the other movies. Oh, okay. Well, the character and the but character development. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just the character and what could take. I mean, with Harvey, what it takes to take somebody who is supposedly a, a law-abiding moral right. person and yeah. turn him into somebody like Harvey or or the Joker. Right. And yeah. I think anybody can turn. Yeah, absolutely. I think Cindy, you and I talk about this a lot, and I think we've talked about both of these characters in depth, and we cited a lot of the scenes of the movies because it's very true. I think, you know, I think what we're saying about Preston is he has great intent, but also the level of jadedness and age and experience will change you. Yeah. So then how do you keep yourself in check? So, yeah, I, I, think, I know for myself, I definitely teeter with this uh, ideology of like, hey, group hug. No, fuck you. I'm going to stab you in the neck. 
<laughs> okay, I'll remember that next time you reach for a hug. Yeah, that made me a lot less likely to want to hug you in the future. For you know, sure. I'm just saying, you know, you Tito with options. <laughs> or at least make sure there's nothing sharp within range, within range when I hug you. That's right. Uh, but no, it's true. I think we all, I think humanity deals with that, right? So... Yeah, I guess that's the whole parable of, is it a parable of Jekyll and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? That whole thing. It's all about the double-sided nature of human of yeah. human nature and um, the constant struggle between them. I guess that is very similar to the Harvey Denton. I wonder if that was if that was uh, inspired, now that I think about it. It totally makes sense, right? Harvey Denton inspired by Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I bet, I bet there was some inspiration there. Um... You don't think so? Brennan's looking skeptical. Yeah, no, I, I'm trying to think how to talk this through because I think that, yeah, there's a lot of similarities between both the elements of both sides. And, yeah. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, though, derived from life events making him that way, or was that just him dabbling with his darker side? Well, doesn't he, like, drink a potion to try and make himself the perfect human and it brings out the worst in him? Isn't that... It's been a long time since I've read that. That's exactly what I'm trying I to remember. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. He... He like, he's a scientist and he's trying to, I guess, like transcend humanity and become perfect or something like that. Um, and he, he drinks a potion and instead of releasing his perfect self, it releases his demons, I guess. Well, he's just dabbling with trying to find a perfect world, whereas yeah. Harvey was actually a good person and life events That's made him cynical hardened. Yeah. So um, the last... That's my story. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, because yeah. Harvey was based on situational, he was a victim of circumstance. Well, that's if, a very common theme in a lot of movies, especially movies dealing with the police, where ex- being exposed to the darker side of humanity eventually corrupts you. Sure. That's very common. Sure. Like, uh, isn't, that, isn't that common in a lot of Quentin, T- not Quentin Tarantino, um... What's his name? Martin Scor- Martin Scorsese movies isn't that isn't that a pretty common yeah. theme? Or? Yeah, I think he touches upon the moral fiber authority and you know formalities yeah. of our society yeah. and how they go awry for sure. Yeah, but like I, mean, I think of Departed specifically. Yeah, but um, no, I, I think it's the human element that is just you know at what point because I'm thinking of Harvey because I think overall it's like how much can one take. Where it's before like you snap. before you snap That's and go, what it is, right? the he cards snaps. is the cards are stacked against me. Yeah, am I a victim of circumstance or are you take control of the situation to my liking? Which plays me back to the Joker. The Joker goes, "Hey," and I'm actually quoting Cindy because she we've talked about this a lot because it's like the Joker is really genius because he's going, "I'm the puppet master. Watch, see what these people do." Yeah, and he likes to watch these people implode upon one another while he walks away laughing. Yeah, he's like the ultimate criminal mastermind. Yeah, like, that's, that's scary. He's my hero. He's my hero. <laughs> he is. I just really like the fact that he points out that these self-righteous do-gooders, that they really aren't morally that good of people when they're willing to take the lives of other people, assuming that they're more worthy of life than what they are. Right. And, and I, I just love that. It was such a strong point in my mind and such a deep psychological hmm. issue that I, I think a lot of people that think that they're good people would put themselves in the same situation. They would have no problem taking somebody else's life to save their own, feeling that they're more worthy of it. Right. See, I hope that that's not the case, but I'm afraid that it is. I think but it's totally never, You can never really know. I don't think, I don't think you can ever really know until you're in that situation. Uh, I mean, I obviously I fantasize about when 
you know, there's a whole active shooter situation. I just like grab the nearest heavy object and sneak up behind him and just take him down and save everyone. Obviously that's a fantasy, but I don't know if I would actually be able to get over the fear and do it. Hopefully. I don't know. Would you be willing to sacrifice yourself? One scene I know we've talked about uh, numerous times, Cindy, is in the dark night when the, the criminals, do you remember the dark night? Is it the second or the third? Uh, it's the second of the three Batman the Begins second, movies, like, The right? second one, right? Yeah. So they're on the boats. You have the witch wealthy on one boat. The other boat is the criminals. And and he says, I have a bomb on both I boats. Thought that, was that the one with the Joker? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was the third one. I think you're missing the point here. but Anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so man, or, yeah, I'm arguing about pointless details. Yeah. Go on, go on. <laughs> but we've talked about this numerous times, Sandy, because it just shows you, well, they're criminals. They're worthless. The justifications people do on both sides, you know, and, and judgments and judgments. And I think it's a uh, disgusting how people justify and come come to terms with their actions or how they, you know, and again, group think too, right? Yeah. When you're in a, you know, there's 20 people and are you willing to be the one that stands out and says, no, a great movie of that is a. Uh, 12 Angry Men. Did you I never it? saw it, no. Oh, man. One of the best movies of all time. J- uh, really? Jimmy Stewart. Oh, really? Oh, old movie then. Old movie, yeah. Huh. Did you ever see it, Cindy? No, I didn't, but somebody just told me about another movie called Eight Angry Men. Huh. I think that's what it was called. Mm. Another oh. Sam Elliott movie. I think this one was a Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Oh, um, no. You, no, you're thinking of the a Grateful Hate. The Grateful Eight. Oh, no, the oh, hateful eight. Hateful eight. Hateful eight. That's, hateful it, eight. Yeah. that's what. A great movie. Samuel great Jackson's movie. in that. Oh, it's a great movie. That's a really good movie. Kurt Russell's in it. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. I highly recommend that one. Yeah, that's next on my list. Sure. What's sure. it about? Uh, no spoilers. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, you it can, could be about anything. <laughs> give me the back of the DVD blurb at least. Uh, it's it's uh, basically. Or should I just accept that it's a Quentin Tarantino movie and that's enough? Yeah, it's really hard to summarize. Because it's so complex. Because it's a but, Quentin Tarantino movie. But basically, is there's criminals and it, it takes place in you know the 1800s and oh, they sure. capture these criminals and they try to take them to a town where it's safe, but it's not safe and. Okay. Yeah. And then madness ensues. All right. Yeah, and everyone again, everyone's chasing money. Always. So then, oh, these criminals are worth five thousand dollars. We're not friends anymore. I'm not going to give you a hotel room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. And then everyone's imploding on one another based on greed. Right, which is like the the universal human trait that's been around since sure. the dawn of time. Sure. What's your favorite Tarantino movie? Ooh, I haven't seen that many, but um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Which ones have I actually seen? Dude, I love. I've that. only seen two. I think I've only Rest seen. Dogs. I've only seen Inglorious Bastards and Pulp Fiction. I think. You never oh, you never saw Reservoir Dogs? Oh, no, I never did. That's uh, probably I, the gnarliest. I keep so good. To. Um, I've seen the four rooms, like his, you, four, you know what four rooms is, his, right? He did one film? of the four. Yeah, yeah. it was like four short films, Correct. all related to the same hotel. Right. And it had that one guy in it. Um, oh, shit. He played Igor, I think, and he was in, uh, he was in Clue. He was the butler in Clue. Yep. But anyway, yeah, that was a good movie. But, um, I mean, oh, wait, did Quentin Tarantino direct the those two movies where it was like a double feature, and there was the one with the guy who had the car that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill they had, people, and yeah. the other one was um, Death Squad. No, not Death Squad. Uh, Suicide Squad. No, no, um, no. Death Race. Death Race. Not Death Race. No. Did he do? Did Tarantino do Death Race? Or Rodriguez did? 
Because um, I saw the original Death Race 2000 because I read about it and it sounded hilarious and it was, did not disappoint. No, um, it was it was like Roadhouse or something. It was, uh, I don't know, it was Death Proof and I can't remember what the other one was. Yeah. But Quentin Tarantino directed one of them. Yeah. So I've Him seen and like, Rodriguez did those. Yeah, yeah. Ones. So I've seen like two of his full length movies and then two of his like half length, half feature movies. And so of those, how do you rank I guess them? Pulp Fiction, just because it's the one that I remember the most and have seen the most. Pulp Fiction's amazing. I mean, Inglourious Bastards is pretty Inglourious good. Bastards was good. It was good. It was a little bit long, though, but it was good. I think mine would have to be Kill Bill 1. Oh, I have seen Kill Bill 1, love too. Kill, That's love, right. I love the Kill Bill movies the best. How did I forget uh, about Kill Bill? I don't, I don't know, man. Did you ever see True Romance, Cindy? Oh, is that also Tarantino? Yeah. Oh, shit. I've seen that one, too. No. What the fuck's wrong with me? True <laughs> Romance is amazing. Christian you guys Slick. are surprised how many of them are Tarantino yeah. films because they're all vastly different. True Romance was really good. Oh, True Romance is so good. Christian Slater. Um, that's Christian Slater? Yeah, that's Christian. Damn. Yeah, so good. The, you had... Uh, Oh, all those actors. That was a great movie. My too. crazy ex-girlfriend, not the movie, but my actual crazy ex-girlfriend, the last girlfriend I ever had, she actually got me to watch True Romance, and I really yeah. liked it a lot. So yeah. that should tell you something, right? The eggplant scene? Oh, uh, it's been a lot. It was, when I, that was Christopher, 23. So. Christopher Walken is talking to, what's his name? Um, damn. The guy in Easy Rider. Who's the guy in Easy Rider, Cindy? Oh, which one? Uh, not the one. No, right. That's <laughs> that was probably the guy or the older guy. The uh, Hopper, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Thank you, Dennis Hopper. One of the best scenes in cinematic history, by far, is Dennis Hopper being beat down and talked to by Christopher Walken in True Romance. One of the best racist commentary remarks I've ever heard in cinematic history. Oh, that's Dennis Hopper. Yeah, Dennis Hopper. He's amazing. What else was he in? Dennis Hopper was... could talk down anybody and just make you feel like you want to just slink out of the room just by having a normal conversation with him. He just has that aura about him. Yeah. I love Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. I do too. He's awesome. I loved him when he used to do the Continental on Saturday Night Live. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny too because, you know, Christopher Walken was on the boat with... um, Natalie Wood, and yes, Ra- uh, and uh, what's his name? Her husband. Yeah, her husband, and that case is now opened up, and he's what eighty three years old. Wait, what? Natalie Wood and her husband? What happened? Some weird murder. She drowned suicide? to death off the coast of uh of she drowned to death off the coast of Catalina, and hmm. Christopher she was wa- afraid of water. Mm-hmm. So she was. She was even hanging out the boat. Yep. Yeah, that seems like a weird place for someone that's afraid of water to hang Na- out. 1980, I believe it was, yeah. And uh, and there's no statute of limitations on murder. Yeah, so they just reopened the case on that. Anyways, little side note. Man, I've always is- thought that her husband killed her, but there was never proof. Because he's yeah. a famous actor. He played in, um, he played in the, what uh... I know. It's- Mr. Bigglesworth, uh... Mr. Bigglesworth? Oh, Austin <laughs> Powers? Austin Powers, he was uh, number two. <laughs> I know, I'm oh Robert Wagner. Robert oh, Wagner, thank Austin you. Austin Powers. Oh, Robert man. Wagner, yeah, thank you. Yes. <laughs> I yeah, love Austin Powers. Another great movie, huh? Yeah. Austin Powers. The first two, especially. I don't know about Goldman Bray. I wasn't a huge fan of that one, but. Yeah. The first one was the best. <laughs> I feel like we're covering cinema. Uh, yeah, this episode. Hey, you know what? Pursuit of Happiness always comes from cinema. Yeah, you can. You obviously. Can, you can gain happiness from movies and art and stuff story of my life as long as it's not your only thing that's what what yeah right (laughs) but that reminded me of uh 
of So I Married an Axe Murderer talking about Austin Powers. Uh, what's, oh, the, yes. what's the guy's name? Mike Myers. Mike Myers, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the serial killer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, I love So I Married an Axe Murderer. <laughs> so dumb, but so funny. <laughs> I only ever saw it. What? You never saw it? Oh, you nope. need to see it. It's good. Nope. Cindy, you saw this? Yeah, years ago. <laughs> um, he, he, Mike Myers plays himself, or plays the main character, but he also plays his Scottish grandpa. <laughs> he's oh, like, yeah. it's just like terrible, and he just insults the the grandson who's like twelve. He just like talks shit on the grandson <laughs> in a couple different scenes, and it's fucking hilarious. All right, nice. Yeah. All right, so let's go genres and decades, and let's categorize movies. Like, what's your favorite genre, uh, Cindy, of movies? Do you have a genre that you really uh, lean you towards? You don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna go with westerns. Yes, even Preston figured it out. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I love horses or cowboys, but westerns have always been my favorite. <laughs> Why is that? I she don't just know. said she loves horses I, I and cowboys. Why? Well, I, I think, I think, I think it is the heroic cowboy thing. Yeah, 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 it's the ideology behind it. What you grew up with. I didn't grow up with that. My oh, really? dad watched a little bit of it, but um, I've just always been that whole idea of the hero on the horse, and but not the knight in shining armor kind of thing, just the, the righteous guy that does everything right, the Marshall Dillons. And... Well, and the, the clear delineation between good and bad, right? Yeah. And then the good taking out the bad. Yeah, and when somebody pisses you off, you shoot them. Yeah, yeah. It's, not like the, <laughs> it's not like the merciful good, it's like the... You, you're bad, I will end you, kind of good. That's the kind I like. Like the good, the bad, the ugly? Yeah, I guess so. Oh. That, that was, I actually had a... You like that? You like yeah, that? Nice. That's good. Very nice. <laughs> no, I have never seen that, but I have a friend. My, one of my one of the guys in the group of yeah. guys that I was friends with in high school, that was his favorite movie. Oh. All, like, all, his entire... Out of all movies, his favorite. Yeah. So it's like I, the king of spaghetti westerns. Well, it's really oh, funny. Yeah. You're from Utah. Yeah. And so, obviously, the Duke... Uh, the Duke? John, John Wayne. Oh, I John... don't. I didn't know he was called the Duke. <laughs> so much yeah, just to teach my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much to teach. He appears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Yoda ears are growing. Um... <laughs> oh, Yoda, baby Yoda. I saw the Mandalorian. I saw. Have you heard about this Mandalorian? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Anyways, it's freaking everywhere. But the thing about uh, John Wayne is they used to do a lot of filming in Utah and Nevada, and a lot. He got died of cancer. And he smoked and whatever. Mm-hmm. But they say a lot of it's because of the, uh, the nuclear, nuclear testing. testing out mm. there. And a lot of the uh, people from uh, Grand, not Grand Torino, Del Oro. What's the movie? Like, it's like 50% of the people in, what's? In a movie where they shot out where there was. Yeah, in South out. Utah. They all died. Of cancer relating to Like it. in the next oh, 10, shit. 15 years. My, yeah, it was more than 50%. It was most of the cast and crew. And what, was it, Del, what was it? What's the movie called? Del Oro? No. What's the other was one? It, uh, Rio Grande. Rio or... Grande. Thank you. Rio Grande. Another Western. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a John Wayne fan. Yeah, but I mean, so like 50 plus percent of the people died in the next 20 years of cancer. So John Wayne died because of they think because of exposure to radiation. At the time, they didn't know. Testing. He died in 19 what 77. But I think. they suspect that's what it was. They had lung cancer, I think, originally, and uh, you know. I think though. it was just the law of averages that so many people from the same movie set all developed cancer within like a ten or fifteen year period of shooting that movie. Yeah, that's pretty suspicious. Yeah, very I suspicious. Think they all had in common. Right. Hmm. Cool. I, well, I my uh, in community college, my writing professor, my my writing teacher, I guess, um, was she talked about that. She talked about how her, I don't remember if it was her mother or her grandmother, 
got cancer from that, from the nuclear tests that the government lied about. And mm -hmm. so she was very passionate about it. I don't remember many details, but it was very sad. That is sad. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. So anyway, a little side note, a little history of uh, spaghetti westerns, and that's why, you know, in the 50s, the, I guess you could say the 30s to the 60s, 70s, that's why Hollywood came west and it's cheaper land. And John Wayne was spaghetti westerns? Sure. I thought spaghetti westerns were westerns made in Italy. <laughs> Is that, does that make me super racist and ignorant? <laughs> the cheaper form of westerns where they, ha they would shoot them in like a week. Mm. And their budget was super low and they would produce like, this was during the studio era in Hollywood. So this is when the studios owned the actors, uh, and they said, before "You the gotta do twenty skills. films in five days. Good yeah. luck, bye." You know, and so like Clancy, so the High Plains director, where he did like five different movies, all in the same character, all in the same sets. Right, <laughs> just crazy. Yeah. So I yeah. had no idea that John Wayne was like the king of spaghetti westerns. I just thought he was the king of westerns. Well, that's all. Yeah. No, no. Oh, it's just the development of, right? I mean, I guess, obviously, yeah. throughout the decades, he grew. And his, you know, uh, Ronald Reagan was in a lot of westerns. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was an actor. That he, fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, uh, not great. Not <laughs> current, the current state of our society is in large part due to him. This is a great pivot point. Shall we pivot, Cindy? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Should we pivot on this or should we... Uh... No, we can keep talking about it's movies. It's like Jack Lord in Westerns. <laughs> How bizarre is that? Mr. Hawaii Five-O. That's right. Damn. Yeah, see, I don't know that much about Westerns, but they always seem romantic to me and I, I like them in theory. I just haven't been exposed to many. Like, I've read some Western books. I've read some Louis L'Amour, the Sackett series, which is about... I have Did you ever see Blazing Saddles? No. Oh my apparently god. That movie is super racist. Of course, super racist. I just watched the Mel Brooks. I've seen a lot of Mel Brooks movies. I haven't ever seen that one. Oh, it's, he uses the N word like eighty times. Yeah. That was awesome. That was. But one super of the fun. Best. Yeah. Yeah. I should watch that. Yeah. That's. Did definitely... you see Robin Hood Men in Tights? Oh yeah, I definitely saw that one. <laughs> Great movie. So let's see. That's some Mel Brooks. Yeah. Um, let's see. What other Mel? I I actually own. End of the World Part One and Two. Yeah. yeah. No, there's only Part Two, isn't or Part One. No, there's two. There's a part two? Yeah. I don't think there's a part two. Is well, there? They probably called it part two, but it was the first one. <laughs> I think there was only one. Was the only sure. one? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. All right. Because um, I, that was part of the joke, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I'm just... Or no, not the end of the world. The history of the world. History of the world. History That's of the world, part two. Yeah, or part one. As you can tell, we do our homework. Yeah, totally. Before the podcast. <laughs> We're well-versed in all topics we speak about. See, now I'm ashamed that I actually owned that movie, and I still forgot that it was not called end of the world but yeah that movie's great biggest dickest <laughs> oh space balls yeah i definitely had that one um oh, what other ones airplane was that mel brooks no Ooh, airplane no it wasn't was. i don't think it was mel brooks. i was a huge fan young of the naked gun movies which one young frankenstein, young frankenstein. oh yeah 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 um All gene wilder too gene wilder yeah he died a few years ago right yeah it's a shame. And he was the Guild of Willy, who Willy was Wonka. From... Yep. Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't know, Gene Wilder was the guy that played Willy Wonka. That's probably his most distinctive role. But he also played the Doctor in Young Frankenstein. Right. And then he also, what was that movie he did with, uh, he did two movies, I think, with uh, the black comedian. What's his name? Um, Richard Pryor. Richard... He did Silver Streak. Thank you. Silver Streak. Thank you. That was a funny movie. Great movie. Never heard of it. And then... Brewster's Millions? No, he wasn't in that. Yeah. 
Was he Richard Pryor was in that, but Gene Wilder wasn't. That's right. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to listen back Perhaps to this episode. You need to spend a week and watching like 70s movies and sitcoms because it is stuff that you would not be allowed to watch on TV today because oh, it's sure. not PC. And you should sure. start off with the Nixon era uh, film called Deep Throat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Followed up by Blazing Saddles. Followed by Blazing Saddles. <laughs> oh yeah, the producers. That's one I really want to see. I've heard that one's hilarious. Oh, the producers, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Now they did the movie with uh, Brad. Uh, no, not Broderick. Um, he did the play. He did the play. Uh, Nathan Lane and uh, is it Matthew Broderick? Is that his name right? Yeah. The guy that was uh, in. Oh shit. He's married to. Ferris Bueller. Yeah, yeah. Ferris Bueller. Damn, Bueller. I should have heard that. Bueller. <laughs> Great movie. Great movie. <laughs> that one I've seen. Uh, yeah, see, I just did the story of my life in high school. <laughs> <laughs> never there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You'd yeah. go do acid instead, right? <laughs> or play bullshit. <laughs> or ride on floats in parades and play Johnny B. Good. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, no, was that was that Back to the Future? What song is it he plays in... in uh... He plays Johnny B. Good in Back to the Future. Yeah, what is it he plays in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Oh. Uh... Anyway. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking cinema. Yeah, so I was just going to say, I, uh, I need to listen back to this episode and take notes and like watch all these movies. <laughs> oh, I could provide you a, a wide range of content That's for true. sure. For sure. If there's a one spot I'm really good at, cinema is my cinema. Uh huh. You're a cinef- cinephile. And we haven't even talked about Steven Seagal yet. Oh, you're a, you're a Steven Seagal. Oh, fan. I was such a Steven Seagal fan. Like from like first grade to fifth grade, I used to run like him. I used to stick my hair back. I was way off. Not cool at all. <laughs> Not cool at all. I had no idea. I looked so dumb. But yeah, I play Jean Claude Van Damme myself. Oh, he's shit. fake. He's fake. He's what? A, he's a gymnast. Hey, nobody can do the splits in the air on two chairs. Oh, <laughs> like, again. Wasn't he yeah. one of the characters in Mortal Kombat? Or was I thinking of uh, Street no. Fighter? Or was I? I don't think he's he not one of those. those. Oh, I swear okay. he was. We want to talk about shitty hokey movies, man. Have you seen Mortal Kombat? Mm-hmm. I call yeah. Street Fighter. It's not and Street Fighter. I haven't seen, but I imagine it was horrendous. Both those the, again, the tra- adapted adaptation to film was not good. Right, right. I mean, same, yeah, not good. There enough. was two Mortal Kombat movies: Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. From what I remember, Annihilation was better, but they were both pretty bad. I don't remember the difference between the two at all. I don't either. But I feel like I saw them both. Didn't they do a, a live action or movie of Final Fantasy too? Uh, it was computer animated, but it was very realistic, at least for the time, computer animation. And I really wanted to like it, and I made myself like it, because I was in high school and I was obsessed with JRPGs and Final Fantasy. But looking back, it was a terrible movie. Was it? Yeah. I actually went and saw it with all my friends um, before a sleepover, and then we like hung out and played video games all night. And so I was just like, oh, that movie was awesome, because I was like 17 and dumb, and I was obsessed <laughs> with Final Fantasy. So, but yeah, um... It was it's okay, probably I guess. got the most beautiful artwork and sound of any video game I've ever seen. Oh yeah, I mean they're the games themselves are pretty good. At least the first like ten were, but I don't know. I'm I'm over it now. Yeah, what? I think they should have called it quits at nine. Right. Well, no, ten was really good. They should have called it quits at ten for sure. Because after ten, they made a sequel to ten, and they'd never made a sequel before, and it was shitty, and it was obviously made to sell more copies. So they they didn't do it for the art no more. So they did a sequel at 10, but they didn't call it 11? They called it 10-2. Oh, 
<laughs> no, because Final Fantasies are never sequels. They just have like similar types of themes or characters, but they don't ever have the actual same characters. Oh, that's um, true. And so they're all completely different worlds. They're all completely different stories. They're all completely different battle systems. And Brennan is like, I can't talk about this shit. I don't know fucking. I don't. I know fuck all about video games. I like Naked Gun two and a half. Oh my god, I fucking loved all three Naked Gun movies. <laughs> Those movies are so funny. I was playing video games a lot at Christmas, so it's all still fresh in my mind. <laughs> what games? Catching up on some uh, some you missed out on. Link and Warframe. Warframe's been a real popular one this Christmas. Oh, really? It's that's the game's been out for a while. Yeah, but it, it's wow, it's been about ten years now, I think. Damn, I don't know. It's, it's been, been out long. for quite a while. Who who's the uh, who made who's the maker or the distributor? They're a small small company. In fact, I even watched a YouTube video of of them, and they're just a really small group, which is what makes it so cool because they interact with their users and their players, just mm-hmm. like they know you. It's an MMO, right? Like massive multiplayer online. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's like robots that fight. Okay. And uh, it's a good story. It's in, it's on Steam. I don't know who the developer is, but I know it's on Steam. Yeah. Steam is like the broker or distribution. Um, Steam is like the publisher. Okay. I like the story behind it. I don't know anything about it. I should play it. But I have so. Is much Baby care. Yoda on it? That's all I care about. Is no, Baby but I did Yoda also on watch it? Mandalorian. I got the Disney Plus channel over Christmas. Oh, you did. Just the free trial, just so I could uh, binge the uh, Mandalorian series. Okay, mm-hmm. is it is the series done for season one, or are they still releasing yeah. episodes? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. And all eight or nine, I think there was nine episodes, so you can do them all within the seven-day free trial and then be done with it until it comes out again. Yeah, Sweet. totally. That's I caught I up in do. a bunch of Disney flicks, too. I should, I should do that. You should do that? I should do that when I have free time, which is never... Yeah, because all the Marvel movies are on there, too. Oh, yeah. I've seen all of them that I want to see. Well, I guess I didn't see... What was the one with the lady who's invincible and can beat everyone? Uh, Captain Marvel. I didn't see that one, but otherwise I've seen them all. I like Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. I heard it was good. I didn't see it either. But they had to, like, poorly write her out of Endgame because otherwise she'd have just beaten everybody. Overall. They had to completely write her out of both of the last two Marvel um, mm-hmm. Avengers movies, right? Which they did yeah. a really bad job of it. I'm needed elsewhere. Oh, you mean the entire universe <laughs> and half of its population being wiped out isn't enough for you? Okay. Go oh. go save another planet, I guess. Love your priorities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't like Endgame. I was very disappointed. I I've come to hate time travel in sci-fi because... It's overused and it's fucking stupid and you can basically write any kind of contradiction you want into it and no one can argue with you because it's time travel, so why not? Hey, so, Tyler, uh, I hope you enjoy your book that you're writing about time travel. <laughs> it's not time travel. He's not writing about time travel. He was the one that originally got me started on hating time travel. <laughs> and you you heard this episode, right, Cindy, when Tyler I came did. on? I did. I listened to it. I was about... thinking that. Well, didn't you guys do a podcast about this? Yeah. <laughs> you have to travel 150 light years. No, I'm talking about like traveling four, to the past. Four generations that happen and seven people die and then... <laughs> That's not time travel. That's regular travel through time. I know. I just... All right, I'm all just right. trying to. This is how you, you know, take all the uh, podcasts <laughs> and bring it together. Yeah, right. Uh, and make sure Tyler is listening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically everything is a time travel, right? But anyway, I just want to be Q. That way, I can just there be you go. my own, be part of the continuum. There you go. Totally. 
Oh man, Q. The Q continuum. Have you watched the entire uh, Next Generation series? Oh yeah. For sure. At yeah. least once. That was actually um, something I did when I first moved here. I watched that whole series. It was so good. Like the first season was really hokey, but it was still really good. It was good. Yeah. yeah. But I love the episodes with the Q, especially the one where the Q are at war with each other. That was an interesting <laughs> one. My favorites are actually Deep Space Nine series. But TNG was right behind it. I liked Deep Space Nine, but man, the acting was bad all the way through. <laughs> it was you so did? bad. Oh my god, yes. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. It was really bad. Um, I mean, Cisco was really bad for most of it. He got a little bit better at the end, but uh, his son was pretty bad for most of it. I mean, I guess Quark was good. And Otto, was Otto the shapeshifter? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just some of the acting was really bad. My favorite series was still Voyager. Even though that one a lot of people hate, it was like soap opera-y like, but I liked that one a lot. Because I was a teenager when that was out, and I was like watching it I didn't it follow live. Voyager at all. I, I watched it, I just it. Check out the new series on the CBS All Access. The yeah, Picard. I've watched the first two seasons. They actually integrated time travel, which kind of annoyed me. And oh, but I'm still gonna watch it when season three comes out. But yeah, time travel, fuck that shit. Brendan's looking doubtful. Uh, I'm not I, season three or what? I I missed that segment. What just happened? Hard. Oh, okay. Um, it's called Discovery. Okay, yeah. Remember right. how I talked about how then with Paul, I talked about the new Star Trek has Paul Correct. Stamets. They That's named right. uh, they named a character after the famous mycologist. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, he's I, talking the new Star Trek series. I was talking about the new series coming out. I think next month called Picard. Oh no! I'm sorry. I totally. That's a movie, isn't it? Or I totally stopped listening after I thought I knew you were talking about. That's what I'm saying. With Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Terrible. Patrick Stewart. That's what. Yeah. This is why I was confused. Because Patrick Stewart. Okay, about. Is it after he retires as a captain? But is it a movie or a series? I think it's a movie, isn't it? I think it's going to be a series. Oh, okay. It's called Patrick Stewart? It's called Picard. It's called Picard. It's called Picard. Captain. And he plays in it? Yes. But he's like 70 or 80 now, isn't he? He is like Samuel Jackson. They don't age. (laughs) They don't age. Like, all British don't crack. uh, Yeah. Video of him with the panel of uh, the people from this new series, and he's aged. Has he? He talks a lot slower. <laughs> Does he really? Yeah. He's badass, man. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, he's, he's just one of those actors. I mean, he's typecasted, but, you know, from X-Men to uh, the next generation. But, you know, he found his niche. I don't know that he's typecast. He played a pretty badass Ebenezer Scrooge, too. Ebenezer, Recently? Really? And, no, he did a remake of A Christmas Carol oh, years ago. Oh, I didn't know this. I don't know about this. I gotta look this up. He needs to be. I in just a... watched it again the last Chris- this Christmas Eve. He, did you? He needs to be in a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, Patrick Stewart is awesome. I thought it was a movie though, but okay. What? Oh, it could the, be the Picard. Or, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Picard. Yeah. Is he is he playing as Captain Picard then? So he's like. It's, so it's after, obviously it's after Next Generation, right? Because he's I'm freaking sure. old now. I'm not sure. I didn't see the trailer. I mean, he was old in The Next Generation, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, no matter what, he's physically aging. So the storyline, I'm not sure how they're going to do it. I know, right? They're but if you use... just watch The Irishman on Netflix with Pacino, De Niro, and, uh, you know, you'll figure out they, they could do some age... Technology well, shit. Now they have this deep fake technology, right? So right. they can get some like super hunky twink and then like 
and then uh, use the deep fake to put Patrick Stewart's face onto the super hunky twink body, and then we'll have a young Patrick Stewart playing uh, Picard, playing a young Picard. There you go. I like it. I like this idea. I think it's possible. You you in, Cindy? I'm in. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about with the deep fakes, right? <laughs> yes. That's just creepy. Didn't use any of that in the Irishman either. <laughs> so bad. De Niro's face was just fucked. Like, it just looked like he got hit with a ball over and over in the face. And I didn't recognize Pesci at all. No. <laughs> Joe Pesci's always been that we talk. No, but I, no, I don't know anything about it. The Irishman? Nope. Oh, man. Good movie. Jimmy Hoffa movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who Jimmy Hoffa is. So, obviously, oh these guys. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know directors, usually. The only directors I know are, Jimmy like, Hoffa Tarantino. was the, uh, the leader of the team. Is Utah in this 50. country? Yeah, I, I, I'm like, how was growing up in Russia? Right? <laughs> no, I grew up in Mormon country. How was you growing know, up in Russia? Are. Yeah. Um, so all of these movies were offensive to my parents' sensibilities. So I, I didn't even see a PG-13 movie until my dad accidentally rented one that was PG-13. And then I didn't see an R-rated movie until I was like a teenager. Well, I guess I saw Vacation, but that was at a, a friend's house for a sleepover. Chevy Chase. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Jimmy Hoffa was like the head of the Teamsters Union. Oh, really? Huh. No, I don't know anything about him. And he was a director? No, he was the no, Teamsters Union is a union of truck drivers, yeah. laborers throughout the country. Everybody he, that worked at La Costa. Oh, yeah. it was a movie about Jimmy Hoffa? Yeah, Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, I thought you is, meant... is his character in the oh, 70s and okay. late 7 mid 74, I think. He went missing. Never to be seen again. Mysterious. His body was never found. Gee, I wonder what happened. I bet, I bet it had nothing to do with corporations assassinating him. Well, then that's what this, uh, this, uh, this film kind of touches upon because um, De Niro, his character, I can't remember his character name, but he paints houses. Uh-huh. And uh, he doesn't really paint houses. That means he, Is he a he, fixer? Yeah, he's a fi- he kills people for a living. That's a fixer. Yeah, huh? And uh, the term in the movie is painting houses. Okay. And uh, basically, it's based on a true character, a true guy that allegedly said he killed Jimmy Hoffa. At whose behest? The corporations, obviously. Well, did you say the corporations at that time? Yeah, the corporations, right? Cindy Completely. Was, because... Well, mafia-run corporations, like yeah. La Costa was when I worked out there in the late 70s. We belonged to the teachers' union, but the union that we've come out there was always with their entourage of guys that look like Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah. I have a source that once told me he was a bodyguard for a famous singer and delivered a lot of drugs there to La Costa and beat up some people. some wild parties there. Yeah. La Costa's a ritzy area. Yeah? Yeah. That's why I live in Escondido. Way safer. Yeah, way, way far, safer. Way safer. All that's here is gang violence and, let's see, <laughs> prostitution and heroin. But there's no there's no mafia violence here. Hey, though. hey, they're not gonna cruise up in their Mercedes. You're gonna know they're gangster when they cruise up in their 1992 Chevelle. Okay. I was gonna say El Camino. Okay. El Camino, yeah. <laughs> El Camino, stop making them this. Or El Dorado, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But, it's got nothing on Vista. We are the gang capital of San Diego County. Vista is. Is it really? Yeah, we have our own gang and drug task force in Vista. No other city in Puret has that. Oh. We've had one for years because we are like the hub for the drug cartels, I guess, to disperse everything between the 5 and the 15. The mules. And we have one of the biggest gangs around. What's the gang called? Do you know? 
there's several. I mean, they've got the Mexican gangs, the Russian gangs, the Czechoslovakian gangs, um, Asian gangs. I know Escondido has quite a few Asian gangs, but I think Vista has some of the most notorious. I guess that explains all the all the graffiti I always see. No, those are wannabe gangs. Those are just taggers. So you're saying that real gang bangers don't do graffiti? No, the the wannabes do because they're mostly taggers. Yeah, I think the the true gang members nowadays they know are at least sophisticated without. enough to watch a movie like The Irishman. They're like organized crime. Let's <laughs> me let's be more discreet about it. I'm serious. The original yeah. gang members were white people. That's they, my point. No, You're welcome. They don't. You're need welcome. Your, they don't need graffiti to mark their territory. They use Foursquare. <laughs> they use Foursquare. That's stupid. That's dumb. They like graffiti themselves. No, that's dumb. That's hilarious. Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, no, I, it's, it's, it's funny, man. It's a, uh, you know, I, I, I've been, people make fun of me because I'm from Lake Elsinore, but I'm like, I don't, I was never a part of that scene in Lake Elsinore, so I don't really know. It's like, and now I live in Escondido. Like, oh shit, you live in Escondido? It's like, I live in all these, I live in all these areas that are potentially dangerous, and I'm like, over here watching uh, Barney. Lake Elsinore is potentially dangerous? I'm very dangerous. Really? It was one of the, like, meth capitals of the 80s oh. and 90s. Damn. Yeah, and a lot of gang. But you fit right in there. You look like you could be part of the Aryan race. <laughs> hey, you know. That's right. <laughs> Oh, Preston too with that bald head. Yeah, right? I'm a, I'm a skinhead now. I was going to say. Not many neo-Nazis with Utah. handlebar mustaches, though. That's true. <laughs> now, if Brennan shaved his head, he could fit right in. Mm-hmm. Oh, talking about movies, have you ever seen American History X? One of the best movies Oh my time. god, that movie's so good. Edward Norton's such a fucking badass. Mm-hmm. I Edward. like pretty much every movie he's in. Yeah, he's He's amazing. Oh man, that movie! Like I saw that movie. I think um, I was in a American political theater class, and he showed that movie, which is wasn't theater, but he was. We were talking about issues like that, and I was just like, the part where he curb stomps the dude. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I need to watch this movie. And that was known as the California Smile. Oh really? That was the term of it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Damn. Oh man, that movie was intense. Who was the other guy in it that was really famous? Edward Norton and the other. There was another actor in it, wasn't there? Or was it just Edward Norton? Well, the big dude, I'm trying to, I'm trying to blink on his name, who is in like Varsity Blues and then 99. Um. So now I'm going to go on a stint telling you guys about movies that you should watch. Okay, fair enough. So have you ever seen Memento? Yes. Cindy? No, I don't like violent movies, so if there's a lot of oh, violence in it, I wouldn't watch it's it. It's not super violent, is it? Uh, I know Cindy's preference, um... I think you I can don't handle remember. it. I don't you can handle it. Violent. You know, it's not really that violent. It's more it's of a psychological. A it's a psychological thriller. So I, I'm going to tell you what it is. And had my eyes closed through most of uh, training training day. Was that the one? Oh, with, that uh, movie was pretty. I think I was disappointed by that movie. It wasn't what I expected. Oh, I was high when I watched it, and so I kept waiting for some like crazy twist, and then I guess the twist at the end wasn't enough. So. But yeah. I just kept looking between my fingers at the theater thinking, God, Denzel Washington needs an academy for this. Yeah. Man, the ending of that movie, holy cow. It's like, you get yours, bitch. But um, yeah, that movie, uh, I was horrified. I was like, oh, I thought Denzel Washington was going to be a good guy. Nope. He played that role so good, though, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his first bad guy movie. It was a shock. I've not heard of Memento. What's that one about? 
So it's um, a guy who has lost his ability to store long-term memories. So he basically, every five to ten minutes, his memory resets and he has no idea where he is or what he's doing. And it plays backwards. So every scene is like five to ten minutes of the net. So uh, uh, it starts at the end of the movie and then it plays about five minutes and then it goes to the previous five minutes and plays that. And then it goes to the previous five minutes and plays that. Mm-hmm. And then the end of the movie is actually the beginning of the story. You gotta watch it a few times to really figure it out. It's crazy. It's, it's so good. In other words, it's a biopic about me. <laughs> I was just gonna say that sounds like my last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but he's called Alzheimer's or dementia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, it's so good though. It's, a, it's so good. It's a genius plot. It's a genius plot. Uh, it's hard to follow from a movie standpoint because I went into the movie not knowing what I was getting myself into. So then I went like, oh shit, what am I watching? Oh, what? And yeah, so you were confused for a while, right? I was confused the first whole time I saw it. It's also confusing it because it, it's like the the flat, the the backwards scenes, like starting from the end and moving backwards Correct. scene by scene, it's interspersed with like the present. So that gets confusing too. There's like occasional scenes in like flashback, the present. True present. Yeah. Present. And then it goes to another flashback that's going in backwards. It's really weird, but... With no good. character development at all. Yeah. There's no character develop. They just like throw someone in there, and it's like who you didn't you didn't know how it all ties. The character it development is backwards, just like everything all, else. It's not even backwards, backwards, but intermixed. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But it's really good. I definitely. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies. It's definitely a mind fuck. Yeah, it's a mind fuck. It's so good. I I don't know how I feel about um, Fight Club. I like I liked it, and the first time I saw it, I was like, whoa. But uh, it's so popular that I, I have a hard time liking it because I'm that kind of person. <laughs> if it's mainstream, I don't like it. Yeah, Urgh. exactly. Exactly. I can relate to that. I'm an anti-trender. <laughs> but um, have you seen any of the Guy Ritchie movies? The the British director? I've seen the very distinctive movies. I love Lockstock and Two Smoke and Barrels. Oh, that movie is so good. One. I love that movie. Um, my favorite is probably Snatch, though. I think that was his movie after Lockstock and Two Smoke and Barrels. I think I saw that one, too. Yeah. Uh, it's got Brad Pitt in it, mm-hmm. and he plays, uh, he plays, what is it, um, oh, the gypsy, gypsy. He's a gypsy. He yeah, a gypsy. He, he plays a gypsy, and you cannot even understand what and he's, he's saying. And he's speaking, what they, what they call, oh, Gaelic. Yeah, it's so, oh man, the movie's great. It's, that's what it's called, right? Gaelic, I think is the, I don't know, the dialect they call it? Maybe. I think, it's, I think it's Gaelic. I know that was the, like, the Celtic language that they spoke in, in that area, but I, yeah, oh man, it's so good. It's such a good movie. Yeah, it is. For those of you who haven't seen it, watch Snatch, watch two, Lock, Sm- Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I'm trying to think. The only other movie I saw of his was one that came out after, like a few years after Snatch. I can't remember what it was called. I'm trying to remember Guy Ritchie movies. But I like Guy Ritchie movies because they have, I'm pretty sure they have Jason Statham in them, and that guy's sexy. Yeah, sure. I would totally do that guy. He's awesome. Yeah. But I'm trying to remember, uh, there was another one that was similar to Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels that I watched, and it was really good, too, and they had talked about doing a sequel to it, and I was real excited, but it never happened. Oh, really? Hmm. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, Guy Ritchie is pretty good. Yeah. People talk shit on him, but I like his movies. They're fun. Uh, that's because of his mishap with Madonna. He did Aladdin <laughs> in 2019. He did what? Aladdin in 2019. Guy Ritchie directed Aladdin? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. I didn't know this. Holy shit, I didn't know they made a Red Faction 2 movie. Why was it Red Faction 2? Did they make a Red Faction 1 movie? Oh, I didn't know he directed... He did Sherlock Holmes. Oh, no, Holmes. I'm sorry, that was Jason Statham. He did Sherlock Holmes, too. Snatch, here we go. Turkish, he played Turkish, yeah. Oh, he was also in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, okay. 
I'm looking up Jason Statham's uh, filmography. Yeah, man. I love Jason Statham. I feel like if I was a badass, I would be Jason Statham. Ah, uh, there's the other one I saw. Rock and Rolla. That's what I was, okay. I never saw that. I think that was that the was, other one that I was thinking of. That was pretty good, and there was talk about them doing a sequel based on the way it ended. Rock and Rolla. Mm, interesting. I saw Revolver, 2000, his 2005. That was a pretty good movie. Yeah. Mm. He's had a great career, man. Jason Statham or uh, Guy Ritchie? Guy Ritchie. Yeah. And uh, what happened with him and Madonna? Why did he walk away from that? That's. I mean, that was, I think, the... Because Madonna's <laughs> fucking crazy? She's a train wreck. <laughs> right? I mean, shit, would you be stay married to that bitch? So I just watched a, a podcast on YouTube with Mike Tyson hotboxing, and Dennis Rodman was on it. And in 19... 19- oh, Talking about Rodman. train wrecks. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of train wrecks, because at the time, per his logic... He was a better star than Madonna, so he started dating Madonna. And apparently, who was a better star? Um, Dennis Gary, Rodman. Dennis Rodman was Dennis, a better star than Madonna. Okay. Yes. So he started dating her. Okay. And he elevated her popularity. At the time, she wanted to have a kid. Okay. So he said he was in Vegas, gambling. She was in New York. She said, "I'm ovulating." He said, "What's that?" And then. He took a plane. <laughs> he, he took a plane. He from specified Vegas. that he did not know what ovulating was on Correct. the podcast. He said this. Correct. Awesome. And he, uh, <laughs> playing basketball doesn't equal intellect. Uh, so he took a plane, apparently via her cost, from Vegas to New York. They had sex, and he flew back and started playing. He, by six a.m., he was playing on the same card table he was at, you know, ten hours ago. Damn. So the, she tried to have kids with Dennis Rodman. Thank and, God that didn't work out, huh? For the, just <laughs> for the overall species. You want yeah, to talk about trainer X? <laughs> yeah. Funny story though, man. Funny story. So he was okay with having babies with her, apparently. I she guess. didn't get pregnant. Yeah, but he was obviously he went there with that intent. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Once he found out what ovulating meant. <laughs> I would think that would be where you would stop the flight and pop off, you know, at your layover. Yeah, no, uh, I forgot they dated in '93. Yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, well, fun fact. Good for Dennis Rodman, I guess. Way to way to boost Madonna's popularity. She really needed it. That's right. So, anyways, once again, we uh, have gone on many uh, tangents. Yeah, we definitely talked about the pursuit of happiness a lot. No, we, when we said that, we meant movie, the movie, right? Yeah, Brendan. Yeah, I know. Will Smith and Jaden Smith killed that movie based on uh, Joseph Gardner, I think his name was, who became a millionaire, homeless to millionaire. So the rags, the American rags to riches story, which is, uh, you know, what we all strive for. I mean, at least I am still. Yeah, it's a little bit of a bullshit mythology, but, you know, whatever. You tell me I don't have a chance? No. (laughs) Would you be happier if you were a millionaire? Yes. I mean... I don't know if I'd be driving a minivan. (laughs) Oh, come on. You love the Millennium Falcon. Oh, that's what he calls his minivan, by the way. That's right, the Millennium Falcon. Although I haven't heard you call it that in a while. No, we haven't talked about the Millennium Falcon often. Often. We talked about it last episode. How you're banging banging bridesmaids in it. I'm just kidding. No bridesmaid would get in there. (laughs) The lack thereof. Yeah. When they're like, oh, this is not a hotel room. (laughs) And they run away. Oh, okay, let's see. What other movies? Um, have you seen... Um, oh, yeah, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. One of the best movies of all time. Um, I actually watched that when I was coming down from my very first trip on Mushrooms. And oh, wow. It was interesting, and then the very end where he... Um, spoiler alert. 
Johnny Depp's character, I think his name is... Hunter S. Thompson? Yes, thank you. Yep. <laughs> the main character. Yeah, Hunter the S. Famous, Thompson. The famous Hunter S. Thompson. That's right. <laughs> Johnny Depp's character. I want to douchebag him. <laughs> yeah. um, Best he, movie ever. He pulls out a gun and like terrorizes this waitress in some random diner at the end. And I was like coming down on shrooms and it fucking traumatized me. <laughs> uh, damn bats. Yeah, right? That part made me fucking crack That's one of the up. best parts of all time. That's depressing. Can't stop here. It's backcountry. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, it is depressing. Uh, depressing. Most of Hunter S. Thompson books are depressing, too. I haven't read any of them. Um, I knew... my Paul, actually, was a huge fan of his, and he mm. was way into Gonzo, the idea of gonzo journalism. I think the crazy kid Hunter, or... The crazy kid he talked about that he worked with, if he did on the episode, um, was the one that got him into Hunter S. Thompson, I think. Mm-hmm. The crazy druggie who would do anything, anything that would get him fucked up. Gotcha. Yeah, that kid had problems. Oh, man. Obviously, Finding Nemo was the first Did movie you I know watched. much about Hunter S. Thompson before that movie? No, I knew nothing movie? about him, nope. So that movie made you learn, I... learn more about him? I guess so, yeah. I mean, I wasn't completely paying attention because I was coming down off shrooms, but... Um, I was just like, what is this movie? What the fuck is happening? Yeah. Anyone who's seen that movie will know what I'm talking about. Oh, 100%. Yes. <laughs> it's almost incomprehensible, if, if you ask me. But it's definitely interesting. A little side note. Uh, Johnny Depp was actually friends with Hunter S. Thompson. I knew this, yeah. Hunter S. Thompson, upon his death, he took his ashes and put it in a cannon and blew up his ashes. Blew them up? Yeah, just oh, put I thought in a cannon and blew them up. I thought that he like smoked it or, with crack or something like that. Or some weird shit I, like I'm that. I'm pretty sure. It's... No, that was what's his name. Did that with his dad. Um, snorted him. Snoop Dogg. Um, oh, no, no, he's um, in the weed. Oh, Rolling Stones guy. Uh, oh. Keith Richards. Keith Richards, yeah. Really? Wait, I don't know this story. Supposedly, right. he snorted his dad's ashes, thinking they were coke. <laughs> oh, wait, he thought they were coke, or he was doing it as his dad's <laughs> wish. Oh, that's pretty funny. Aren't isn't coke white though? I guess ashes could be white. I suppose. Yeah, they kind of are. If it's hot enough. Well, they're kind of flaky. I have some person's dead or ashes in my house here. I guess I could open it and see what color they are. Yeah, I guess do a line or two, see what happens. Do you want some of Blair? (laughs) Yeah, right. Totally. I got some of Blair right here. I'll give him Doug instead. (laughs) 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 Destroy Blair. (laughs) We should find a place to to deposit Blair and Doug. (laughs) I know, right? Let them. Be happy. Let them coalesce. Uh, <laughs> they get along it's, great. That was actually, an ex-heroin addict. They, they actually sound like they would get along very well. Do you know much about Doug? You don't know about, about Doug? Doug, no. Her ex-boyfriend. Okay. Uh, friend. Yeah, I don't know how you want to pivot this one, Cindy. Man friend? Yeah, man friend. Yeah, death happens. Not to me. I'm... I, I, the only person... The, so there have been two people in my life that have died... My grandma on my dad's side and my grandpa on my mom's side. Right. Um, otherwise, like, no one that I've even been remotely close to has died. So I have no experience with death. I'm afraid that the first time it happens to someone I care about, it'll be devastating and I'll, like, fall apart. You know, you're probably one of the oldest people I know to have never experienced the death of a friend. I know. It's kind of shocking, actually. Um, I had, yeah, I had people die when I was in high school. Yeah. Died in car accidents or drug overdoses. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. I have this weird feeling that I'm probably going to die before anyone that I care about. So maybe, but so far that's how it is. I don't know. My parents are getting up there, but they're still, they still seem pretty healthy. Like my dad hasn't, 
I'm rolling up my sleeves and Brandon's looking weird. But my mom and my dad, have ne- neither of them have any um, like heart issues or anything serious ever. And they're both, you know, they don't, they've never smoked. They've never drunk. They've, um, they always eat pretty, pretty healthy, relatively healthy and exercise regularly. So mm-hmm. yeah, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I'll probably die before anyone I care about. I mean, it's not that I didn't care about my grandpa or my grandma. I just wasn't super close with them. Yeah, so it yeah, didn't yeah. really hit me that hard. Sure. Like, I cried a little. I cried when my grandpa died. I read his eulogy, and I cried a little bit, but it wasn't, like, devastating or anything just because I wasn't that close with them, you know? And my grandma... It's like natural procession of things, yeah, too. And he, yeah, I mean, he had Alzheimer's, and he had just been... he. The last few times I saw him, he was just sitting, staring straight ahead, not talking or really being aware of anything. You know, it was like time to go, you know. And my grandma, I didn't know. And my grandma lived um, on my dad's side. So my grandpa on my mom's side, grandma on my dad's side. My grandma lived in Idaho, like eight or eight or ten hour drive away. And I didn't really know her that well. I only saw her a few times. And she died when I was like in elementary school. So I didn't really know her that well. So I wasn't sad about that at all because I didn't really know her. So, yeah, that's it. Those are the... I mean, there was a kid who um, committed suicide in my high school, but I didn't know him at all. So that's probably the closest, other than my grandparents. You're very fortunate. Yeah, I was going to say, you're very so. fortunate. I really think about that. Yeah, you're very fortunate, but also it's like... Um, to be. I don't know. I, I know why I'm so jaded, you know, and I think death plays a part in that. Cindy, you too, right? Probably, yeah. You know, you've seen the, 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 the highs and lows. We'll see. So, I, I so don't the, have a... It's on the cause of death. Sure. Yeah. True. But I think with Preston's curiosity and livelihood, to not experience that that element of life, it will be life-changing for you. That's what I think. I've, and, I, uh, I used to worry about it, you know, that someone I care about died, that I'd just be completely devastated and fall apart, but I stopped worrying about it, I guess. I don't know. When you watch movies going back to cinema yeah when death occurs how does that affect you depends on the movie but like um when it when it's done in a like a dramatic sad way well well, okay so harry potter not a movie but a book um harry potter six i cried when i when dumbledore died at the funeral i i cried Mm -hmm. okay and um i mean i guess part of part of my crying during click which we talked about in the last episode was he's dying when when it happens and so yeah I mean, I've experienced loss in that people I love have stopped being in my life, but it's not the same thing. It's not, I mean, it's not really permanent, you know. True. So. What were you going to say, Sandy? Do you believe in the afterlife? No. Not in, um, not in any kind of afterlife that is traditional in religion or of any sort. More like just you get absorbed back into the, into the universe and then, Yeah. So no, I don't believe in afterlife. But you know, I'm honestly, I'm not really, I'm not really scared of death. I mean, I, I obviously when death approaches, if I'm in danger or if I'm in a dangerous situation, obviously the survival instinct kicks in. But like, I don't know, like I'm not really bothered by the idea that I'll die someday. Maybe it's because I'm naive and have no actual experience with it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's because I've had such a long life without experiencing it of with any of my loved ones that. I was able to get into some spiritual ideas about death and about how it's not as bad as a lot of people say or think it is. And it's a valid point. I think it's a, you know, it's a necessary part of life that maybe I've been able to reason my way into accepting that it's not the horrific, horrible thing that popular culture 
makes it out to be because you know like uh that's true in american culture especially we gloss over death we hide it we don't talk about it it's like a taboo topic like sex or we pretend like the dying aren't dying Mm -hmm. and it's like this weird travesty of of disrespect to the people who are dying to not acknowledge what's happening to them to not talk to them about it and that kind of thing. Um, this is Alan Watts talks about this a lot. Yeah, I know. I feel like I've ta- heard some of this. Uh, okay. Do you think you've lived a happier life because you've had the lack of death experience? Or is it that... I don't know. Probably. You think? Uh, although Does it make you think in, about it, though? Maybe in ways it's made it harder for me to deal with sadness and despair and right. loss. Because I think what you just said is, is paramount when you basically saying you could shape your own opinions mm-hmm. without being forced, a blunt force object force on you. hitting you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's how you said it really hit me because it's that, you know, it just happened to me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And therefore I had to shape my opinions around it. Right. Whereas you've shaped your opinions to it. Right. Without actually the actual experience. But that's another thing, right? It's like, um, that's like one of those things that you can only really understand when you experience it. A lot of things like that. Sure. So we'll see what happens. Sure. Cindy? Yeah. She's like, I'm I'm sleeping. Uh, (laughs) I was contemplating what he was saying and and trying to figure out if he has any thoughts like on the karmic cycle and stuff that people don't die, but their souls go back out there and then are reused and you come back as another life form of some kind um kind of i'm not really sure about all that i haven't really fleshed out my views on what happens after death i definitely am open to something like that more than an afterlife like heaven or whatever or hell or whatever i think that if there is a karmic cycle like that though there's no way to regain it after you've passed from one life to the next there's no way to regain anything from the previous lives it's almost like the way that the earth reuses resources you know we're all made of the same atoms that the dinosaurs were made of and that kind of thing but we're we don't remember anything about being dinosaurs like that kind of idea does that make sense yeah it does that's kind of how i view it yeah that's kind of how i view it like in a way it is a cycle of endless rebirth and death but it's not like anything you can ever regain psychically or emotionally or mentally or anything like that I don't think where our bodies allow us to, but I think sometimes we have those deja vu moments, and I think it could be related to something like that. You know, where you meet somebody that yeah. you feel like you've known them forever, but you just met them. Okay, yeah, I've had that experience for sure. Yeah, so I think it's just like with um, any kind of, of ESP or any kind of awareness, self-awareness we have, we're not sophisticated enough in our brains to allow ourselves to think that way. Right. I don't think we could handle it in the current state we're in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm not against any anything like that. I just don't have any personal experience with it, so I don't personally... I guess I just don't personally believe that, but if, if it happened, I definitely wouldn't be surprised. I think if that was, if that was how it was. We are talking about um, basically the abilities to reconnect with a previous life, something like that. Right. Because you were a ninja assassin, assassin before, right, Cindy? I don't know if I was a ninja, but I think I was an assassin either in a past or a, a post-life, either did, a future or a past. And didn't someone tell you that? Yeah, I had a past-life reading done. Have you ever done that done? No. Check this out. Uh, Cindy, can you tell the story a little bit? Oh, yeah. I went to a professional... Um, 
don't know what you call her. I don't remember what she was. But like like she, a medium, maybe? Yeah, and she puts you into a, a trance where you aren't asleep. You're awake, and my eyes were open, but I could see objects, and they, they kind of direct you to looking for landmarks to be able to indicate what time period you're in hmm. and describe things. And what I was describing apparently was something that was probably futuristic, and I was actually an assassin. But the people that you know in this life are quite often the same people that you met <laughs> in a different life. Well, I mean, if we're all re repeating the yeah. cycle endlessly, it makes sense. Right. Although, I guess there are a lot of people to be born near. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that when you die, your ashes or your remnants of your body, like, disintegrate and dissolve and get swept up into the planet and then move across the world. So I guess it makes sense if you're... If your earthly remains are somehow tied to your spiritual remains and you're reborn over and over again, it makes sense that they would kind of stay near the same area. So, yeah. So it's all, it's all visually based. Yeah, totally. So, like, in the 1800s, she was an assassin, like, in Vista Carlsbad. Yeah. And took out, like, how... <laughs> well, uh, she was, yeah, I mean, uh, a sheriff would, could kind of be an assassin or, like, an outlaw that was killing people that were, you know, like a Robin Hood type outlaw, is I'm imagining, more than a, an assassin, straight up. Yeah, I don't know. Did it, was there any clue to where physically it was, like where geographically it was? Um, no, only that it was in a large city, and it was very futuristic. Like Escondido? Or rather, it will be very futuristic. Ah. <laughs> Escondido, yeah. Escondido, the most technically advanced futuristic city in all of California. Or Elsinore. <laughs> or Paris. We went to McDonald's last week, and that place was futuristic. It just got rebuilt, refurbished. Super futuristic, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, it was it was wild. It was a mind fuck. Yeah, nah. there was like lights on tables and shit. It was a fucking box. <laughs> Very modern Wait. design. Escondido McDonald's? Yeah, right yeah, off the Fallacy. Right yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, they are on the cutting edge. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you. What's that movie where the dude. I want to say Jeff Bridges. I don't think it's Jeff Bridges, though. He fakes his own death. He fakes his own. We've talked about this, Cindy. Where he fakes his own death and watches people do his own. He watches people do his eulogy. Do you remember this oh, movie? No. I don't remember oh, that one. Man, come on! It's a great movie. He was like a weird guy in a small town, and everyone like like kind of criticized him. So he he planned his own death per se, uh -huh. and he just watched people talk about him. I used death. to daydream about doing that. Uh, I would be like, nobody loves me, I'm gonna fake my own death, and then come back and then see what people say about me after I'm supposedly dead. Like, that's weird, right? Yeah. That was, a, that was when I was a kid. Like, I was a weird, depressed, like, crazy kid. Hold on, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's interesting. I'll find the movie, give me a second. All right, Jeff but, Bridges, huh? The only movies I know of him and are uh, obviously the Big Lebowski and the new Which John Sam movie. Elliott's also in that. Yes, he is. is. He? Yeah, he's the guy in the bar. Oh, it's been a long time since I saw that one too. Wasn't yeah. Jeff Bridges in that uh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot with Clint Eastwood too? Yes. Damn. That was good. He's gotten around. His father, uh, his father was a Hollywood guy too. Um, what was his? He grew up in Hollywood. Nash Bridges. Or is that a TV show? Nashville is great. That's... <laughs> I totally realized that's, as soon as I said it, that was a TV show. Don Johnson. That's Don Johnson, which I love. Don Johnson. That's right. Did you ever see Tango and Cash? Nope. Oh, you should watch that. I saw a little bit of Magnum PI. 
How's that? Great movie. It was a TV show, show, show dude. I mean, show. Come on, man. I'm trying Tom to Selleck it. was a great cowboy. <laughs> Tom Selleck in that porn stash. Oh, yeah. Tom Selleck and Sam Elliott played in a good Western called The Shadow Riders, which was about the end of the Civil War. And one of the yeah. brothers, they were brothers, and one was fighting for the North and one was fighting for the South. It was an awesome movie. Oh, yeah. Dang, that actually, that, apparently that happened a lot. What? Okay, so I, I can't find the movie, so I'm going to give up on that. The Jeff Davis right. movie? Yeah. Uh, okay, so, okay, Tom Selleck, 1980s, or Knight Rider with, uh, what's his name? The Hoff. The Huff. What's his the name? Hoff? David Hasselhoff? David Hasselhoff. Oh, I was no, like, wait a second, I know this. Baywatch. Well, he was also in uh, Knight Rider. Knight Rider, too? Yeah, he was Knight oh, yeah, Rider. Yeah, he was, he was Knight Rider. Yeah, Kit was the car, right? Yeah. yeah, we talk about, that's what we call the Teslas that come into our shop. Kit? We call them Kit. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> well, we got one that was an SUV, it's the Model X. Oh, yeah, those ones are cool. SUV, and they started at like 120000 so for one of these. This thing was awesome. You get near it and you touch the door and you just have to touch the door and then it starts opening all by itself. Ugh, I want one. You get, in, you get inside of it and this was on Christmas Eve where we were checking it out. So we go to get inside of it and the big screen TV that's in there because it's not a little laptop. It, it really is a big screen TV. has a, a fireplace and a log burning on it. It starts playing Christmas music as you get into the car. The wow. whole thing feels like a Disneyland ride because it's all glass. The windshield goes like from where your grill normally starts all the way above your head. Yep. So you feel like you're in a Disneyland ride. It is really awesome. Yeah. I really want one of those. Actually, what I really, really want is the Cybertruck. Ooh. You know With or without the window broken? Uh, yeah, I will, without it broken. I mean, I wouldn't be dumb enough to throw a metal ball bearing at it. But, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about, Cindy? Cyber. The, that's the, not the, the Tesla truck. Yeah, 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 no, the Tesla truck. Yeah, they call it the Cyber Truck because it's some like something out of um, what? It looked like Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, totally. I totally want one. It has like a camping mode. Fuck yeah! Like Brandon was talking about how I need to get a van before I get an RV to live in, so I can like live in my in my Tesla truck. Well, I really like the PR with that because um, you have Ford and Tesla competing truck on truck, and I think it's really awesome they're doing that. Yeah. I think it's really good PR and marketing. Although apparently Tesla totally cheated because Tesla was uphill or downhill, whatever whatever makes it easier, and other shit. But yeah, like who cares? Fuck Ford. I have some Ford stock, and it's been sucking lately. What's that? The Prius has a camper mode. (laughs) Fuck the Prius. (laughs) <laughs> have you seen the South Park episode where um, all of the all of the adults start where where uh, who is it Stan's parents buy a Prius and move to to California? Oh no! Ah, <laughs> uh, so good. Uh, I'll have to look for that one. Yeah, I just watched one. all of season twenty three. Did you see season twenty three this last season? No, I have only I've only seen up to like season nineteen. I binged watched the whole series, but it was like five years ago. Oh, shit, if I'm you not... get a chance, watch uh, season 23, the last um, episode, the Christmas Snow episode. <laughs> right. Oh, you told me about this. That's what we talked yes, about. Yes, I so want this to happen. They legalized cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? There's, there's nothing like watching Jesus and Santa doing lines. <laughs> <laughs> Have yourself a merry little How about Christmas. Christmas. How about Jesus doing lines off Santa's tits? <laughs> <laughs> is this before or after they eat the cookie? 
um, after. Okay, of course. You gotta eat the cookie. Can you eat Coke or you only snort it? Well, you could eat Coke. Uh, snort? I don't know. I suppose you could eat it. Well, you could put it in your mouth and, you know. Oh, yeah, well, it just makes your mouth numb. You could absorb it, yeah, yeah. You can't chomp on it. I mean, you, you can't, could... like, swallow it. And... Actually, could you? Like, if you ate an eight ball, would it fuck you up and you'd die? I don't know. I mean, I imagine yes, because an eight ball's a lot, but if but you no. know. Well, well, let's see. I don't know. That's a good question. All I know about cocaine is it's white powder and it comes in eight balls. So that's about the extent of my knowledge. All right. <laughs> so you want to do it with Santa? Or what? Yeah, so let's do some lines. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I need some experience. You know? address? Hold yeah, on. I need to experience that shit. Yeah, I, I, uh, I actually uh, texted my old, uh, my old employer. Drug dealer? Yeah. <laughs> Because I played Santa one year in circa 2011. Oh, yes. And I found my Santa boots. Ironically, there's cocaine just in them. Boot? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was <laughs> like, oh, snap. This story got a lot more interesting all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, right. Santa saw Mary. <laughs> it, it was long nights. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, I played Santa. I was awesome at it. Yeah. Said uh, Del Mar? Yeah, Del Mar. Holiday Lights. 2011. You never did it at the current place, did you? Cause I, for some reason, when you said you say yeah, that, I always think of oh yeah, I remember that. But obviously. I got paid. I when I get paid thirty five hundred dollars for fifteen nights of work to do Santa. Yeah, I got paid bank. Fuck yeah, man. That's great. And then the other guy the following year tried to undercut me by half, and I said f you. And um, douche. And they undercut you. His his acronym is uh, CT. He's now in Florida. Hmm. And he was in okay. marketing. Yeah, he's a douche. Yeah, he is a douche. <laughs> oh, so you finally figured out who he's talking about. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's I think a douche. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I asked if he was in marketing. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, like, oh, if he's a douche, he's in marketing. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, what other people put people in Santa suits in Del Mar? <laughs> true. <laughs> Definitely marketing. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. I'm glad, I was glad when he left. Yeah, I never liked him. But uh, yeah, no, I played Santa. I thought that was a really good Santa. I held a uh, a week old baby. Oh, that's cute. And then I also had a ninety six year old lady sit on my lap. Talk about the spectrum, buddy. Oh, that's cute too. I guess. Yeah. Which was more fun for you? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think the funnest part wasn't those two, but I remember my uh, the, the site manager at the time. We'll just call him. I got bored because I was just like sick of being friendly and nice. So I act like I was frozen, and people would walk up to me, and thinking like I'm frozen. I would scare them. I'd jump at them. Hey. Way to get in that Christmas spirit. Yeah, no, I scared the shit out of some drunk people. They, but I was really smart. They're like, a, you know, they came out of a drunk, um, like a party bus. Uh-huh. And they're okay. all hammered. And they're in the 20s and 30s. They, they, like, they were little kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was very discretionary for who I did it to, but I had fun with it. Anyways. Yes, Anna. Yeah, Good that's Yep. <laughs> Bad Santa. That movie sucked. I hate Billy Bob Thornton. He's such a douchebag. Anyway. I don't like Billy Bob. He's a douchebag. I like the way you talk to. I know. I was just like a sling blade. I love that movie. What's that? <laughs> sling blade, man. Uh, I never saw Sling it. blade. I don't know anything about it. Oh, man. you know, Oh, that's a good movie, man. That's a great... Actually, that's a great movie. Sling blade, huh? Hmm. Didn't you say it's a great movie? I thought it was really good. I liked it. And at the time, he was married to one of my... my all-time favorite actress. <laughs> I bet she left him because he's an asshole. Sorry. Yeah, who she's talking about? No, I have no idea. Angelina Jolie. She, he was married to Angelina Jolie? Damn, she gets around. Yeah, they took vials of blood and put them on their neck together and went to the, uh, what was that? The award show. One of the award shows. 
the Oscars? Did we lose her? Are you there, Cindy? No, I'm still here. I'm no. just entertained. Okay. She's just like thinking about, about that. Like, you're, you're, talking about, you're talking about Angelina Jolie, correct? Yes. Yeah, no, for I, sure. I thought she was great since I saw her in Hackers. Sure. She was in Hackers? Yeah. Was she like 12? She was also great in Wanted. I think it was my favorite movie. never saw that one. I liked Mr. and Mrs. Smith after I thought about it for a while. That was good. I didn't like how it just ended, but then later later on looking back, I was like, no, that was a fun movie. What about Bear Wolf? I don't know. When she did the CGI. Of the... Oh, she was the, um, what's her name? Um, uh, what's the character Monster. name? Monster. Um, I just call her the devil. Gwendolyn. There you go. Thank Bear you. Wolf? Yeah. Never heard of it. It was, uh, what do you call that? CG... CGI? Is that what? Oh, Beowulf. I yeah. thought you said Bear Wolf. Sorry. No, yeah, totally Beowulf. She was, she was... Gren, what is it? Gren, Grendel, 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 Grendelin. Yeah, I didn't know that. Did I know that? Maybe I didn't know that. That movie was weird. I also watched that movie when I was high, and I kept thinking like, <laughs> "Wait, is this real or is this computer animated?" And I kept getting confused. So, yeah. Because it was British. Yeah, but that animation was pretty damn good. Yeah, it was. Um, what other movies did she do? Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Tomb she... Raider. Tomb Raider. Was a huge fan, honestly. <laughs> Uh, I I, where she was an assassin and they recruited that kid Wanted that was Wanted yes she, yeah, was, that was, wanted. she was in Shooter I never saw that one I remember Shooter but shooter? Wanted was amazing that was a great storyline he hated his corporate job he had like seven dollars in his bank account the next thing he knows he has all this money in his bank account he gets taken in by Angelina Jolie and uh, Morgan Freeman Fuck yeah, I want to work for Angelina Jolie and Morgan and, Freeman. And they become a... Yeah, it's really Fuck yeah. Great show. Great show. Highly... Yeah, that's a good one. Packers was the best, though. That movie was awesome. I only saw bits of it. I don't know if... It, I, don't know, I guess it's been so long. I don't know if I... I still put Wanted above Hackers if I remember Hackers. What else was Angelina Jolie in? I feel like she's been Hackers just has such a, a cool cast of characters. Right. It was like a high school movie, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I still like, uh, you know, uh, what's. I have a book right here. The book? Un- Unbroken. What's that? It's a movie she did. She helped produce it, I believe. Oh. About this uh, World War II hero. Hero. Oh. And I think she was the biggest executive producer behind the movie. They were actually um, neighbors in the Hollywood Hills. Oh, shit. And she just went over there to help him one day and heard his story, and she's like, I need to get this produced. Damn. And she, they wrote the book and then made the movie. So. You have a book, Brennan? <laughs> Can we edit that part? Or no. 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 I didn't know anybody actually read paper books oh, anymore. Oh, oh, no, no, no. It's a picture book. Let me show you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. No, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, I no. just didn't think a lot of people read paper books anymore. I that's thought exactly, it was all Kindle. That's exactly how it sounded. Uh, thank no, you. It but, is in pristine condition. It has obviously never been opened once. Yes, no, I'm kidding. never. <laughs> but great movie, great book. I read the book before I watched the movie. That's um, how you should do it. No, I've, I've heard watch the movie, then read the book, actually. So you don't get... Yeah, because the book's Disappointed. always better. Yeah, right. the book's always better. Yeah, exactly. Right. I've always yeah, been disappointed I, when I read the book first. She's the devil, in my opinion, but... She's done very good in Hollywood. Yeah, I just don't, I don't trust her. Really? She's uh, my hero. I think she's very scandalous, but... Um, really? Is, yeah. it, is it those lips? She just looks like... She's just one of those women, like... like you, you just know, like, she'll seduce you, but also choke you out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just one of those people, like, you're like, okay, this could be fun for the first 
40 minutes, but the last 10, not so much. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just realized the other movie I was trying to think of obviously was Maleficent, right? So mm. she totally has like a Black Widow type look in that movie. Never saw that. Well, it's pretty good. It's predictable, but it's good. I liked it. Yeah, I think she's the she's the consummate bad character or the evil character. Whereas yeah. like I'm in you know, I'm naturally attracted to like, you know, the the Jennifer Aniston. Uh huh. You know what I mean? I like the girl uh-huh. next door. That the girl next door that, that does tons shake. of drugs and drinks all the time and ditches you on New Year's Eve and stuff like that. And yes. That kind of girl he likes. That's my kind of girl. The real Cinderella types. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so from like Elsinore. <laughs> <laughs> It's all I know. It's all I know. If I had met you when I was your age, we would not be friends because we are on polar opposite ends of the spectrum. Sure, sure. Probably would have beat you up. Probably most women do. Yeah, and it sounds like you could have too. Most women do. Yeah. Yeah, most women do. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I've always had that, you know, the, the Brad Pitt paradigm of Angelina Jolie or uh, Jennifer Aniston. And so I, are you super stoked that they're I've supposedly all, back together? Are they? I don't know. I, I read, I saw in a National Enquirer, or not a National Enquirer, like one of the gossip magazines. That's great. I, I, so, good for them. That's fine. Good for them. <laughs> oh, I think it's great. I, I, you know, it's... I mean, I say Jennifer Aniston's definitely uh, been aging well. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt. And she said work? I don't oh, think so, sure. but maybe. Of course she has. Of course she's had work. That's that's a given. Um, but yeah, so no, I uh, yeah, uh, I'm kind of dubious with my... Uh, I get bamboozled a lot for sure. <laughs> so your fantasy girl is the girl next door, the Jennifer Aniston. Oh yeah, speaking of that, that's one of my favorite movies of all time with uh, Alicia Cuthbert, uh, the girl next door. Uh, did you ever see that with... Uh, Alicia Cuthbert is the actress who later was on 24 as Kiefer Sutherland's daughter. Oh, yeah. Remember her? Yeah. Uh, She did a movie in the 90s that was pretty solid called The Girl Next Door. So. Okay, I have a question. Yeah, she's pretty hot. Don't. Oh, seriously? The Girl Next Door where she plays a porn star? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That movie was so good. That movie was way better than I expected. See? Yeah. I like that movie a lot. See? And she was See? super hot in that movie. If it's she's the porn star. Yeah. Huh. Damn. Yeah. Oh man, I want to watch that movie again. Just like so jerk off to her. Uh, yeah, I have it. I was thinking of Jennifer Aniston in Office Space because she was like the girl next door in that movie. I fucking love Office Space. That movie's so. Especially now that I've worked in a corporate office. And not though I not only do I have a book, I actually have a red stapler. No, I'm just kidding. Red Swing Life. What's name had one? Uh, Muriel. Muriel did. Yes, I miss Muriel. I, I and I like... always threatened to take my my screwdriver and take down the wall dividers in our cubbies. <laughs> I remember that. Throw a dead fish on my desk. <laughs> Those were the good old days. Oh, man. Those were the good old days. So the, the good story here, I'm going to jump in. Mariel was tra- training an Asian dude in AP at the time. Okay. And she was leaving, so she didn't really give a shit too much anymore. <laughs> give right? a shit was broken, yeah. Yeah. And the Asian dude was like, hey, that guy Brennan... Because I would go by, hey, you know. Was he into you? No, he's all, hey, Mariel, so I'm just curious, is that guy gay? <laughs> I think he was into you, that's why he was asking. Yeah, he's playing into me. And so Mariel's like, oh, that's hilarious. 
I don't know. No, <laughs> but we thought you were. <laughs> and then what did he say? He got a little offended. <laughs> oh shit! Maybe he wasn't then. Or Do you know what I'm about, Kurt? Who? Kurt? Kurt? Before your time, probably. Yeah. Turns out Kurt had a kid. <sighs> Turns out Kurt, yeah. Gay guys can knock up chicks. Yeah. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Gay guys can knock up bitches. <laughs> <laughs> what I do you think mean? He was married to her, but then um, wasn't he? She no. was really cute too. Yeah, no. I super, never knew anybody su- named Kurt. I don't think. Super cute girl. I think they're still together. I think they have like three kids and. Good for Yeah, them, yeah he's guess. he actually works with another coworker. Yeah, so. That's a shame. I was rooting for you and Kurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was. But it's just so funny because I remember Mary Earl and I went, used to go to lunch. We went to Wendy's that day. She's like, "Dude, I got the best story for you. <laughs> got the best story for you." Um, ironically, Kurt thought you were gay. I remember that because we used to wonder if Kurt was gay or not. <laughs> Kurt, you got to show me a picture because it sounds kind of familiar. Or maybe I'm thinking of Kurt from Glee, which is totally not Asian. But anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think and those were the days when we used to wonder if Brennan and Muriel were a thing. Yeah. Oh, shit. And if maybe were Muriel you? was gay. No. Did you ever, uh, did you ever diddle her? No. Her? You would want to diddle her boyfriend. That's Kurt? Yeah, that's Kurt. I'm showing him the Facebook right now. Oh, wow. All right. Did you ever see him? Was it before oh. your time? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I would have remembered a hot-ass Asian like that. <laughs> Is he? Kirk? I feel like he's a lumpy, like he's, anyways. Yeah, he's a little lumpy, but he's his a little face is cute. Lumpy, yeah. Yeah, he's not. Nice. Well, I would never have seen him without clothes on, so who gives a fuck? I, but I still think he, he just, he's not proportionate. Racist. Jason <laughs> was much more of a handsome, hot Asian guy. Who was? Jason. Jason, for sure. Jason Lynn? Yeah. Yes. Really? I never thought Jason he was a hot. Jason had some nice muscles. Yeah. Yeah, he had like... It was weird. He had a that, six pack, that, but he also he was like he was fat. He had belly fat, but he also had a six pack. I was so jealous. Yeah, no, he had like good proportions. Like how the and that fuck? fucker made us do a weight loss competition, which I should have won, but Deanna beat me by like a quarter of a pound. I remember that. that bitch. <laughs> That's hilarious. I that know this. Bitch. So, anyways, yeah, Jason. Yeah, he's proportionate. Yeah, we're gonna have him on the podcast at some point. Oh, we're going to go to Colorado to visit him eventually. Hopefully he doesn't listen and hear that I didn't think he was that hot. I know. This he is... probably won't care, but... He's I used to wonder if he was gay, but apparently he dated a girl, so... Well, when we went to Cabo, these are the questions I had in Cabo. What? Who's gay and who's not? Well, you knew that I dated guys, at least. I did, yeah. So, that wasn't the question. But I was wondering about Jason. Right? Yeah. And then Roxy. go to Cabo, we're placing bets. <laughs> like... And then Roxy. And then... And then both of you guys are trying to get me to hook up with Roxy. I'm like, I'm scared of Roxy. <laughs> I liked Roxy for a while, but I'm glad I never did anything with that because she is, no. But I like her. She's no, she's cute, but like, she is she's no. La- she's lazy. <laughs> she is no. She's extremely lazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Roxy, you're fucking adorable, but you're too fucking lazy for me. Yeah. Um, we had a great time in Cabo, though. Oh yeah, totally. We had a great time in Cabo. Uh, should have done for longer, but eh, you know. should have done for longer. And I was trying to be the wild one of the bunch because the group was kind of. Uh, Jason's like, I'm gonna go back. The to group the was kind of G-rated. Yeah. yeah, I remember you just standing there going. Well, Jason's not really a partier. I mean, he probably does. He probably gets the Asian flush. So that's. Well, that's what he says he does. So I said, let's challenge this notion. Did he? <laughs> did he drink at all? No. Yeah. Okay. See that. That's. But he probably is like no. I. 
you know, they it, it's like a Ross it's like put a, it they, down a little bit though. Yeah. Well, remember we did the pub quiz thing and we won, and then yeah, we he totally like, poured drinks in our mouth. I should have just like let him keep going, but I didn't want to throw up or anything. But I should have just let him keep going. Yeah, no respect. So for those of you who are listening and we're talking about nonsense, um, we did a we were in a bar. We did a pub quiz. We won. There was like seven or eight other tables. We won, and so the reward was like margarita poured into our mouths one at a time, and. After like and the 10 bo- seconds, I was like, all right, I'm good, I'm good. But he kept pouring it. And I was like, I'm good, I'm good. And he kept pouring it. But I wish that I just let him go nuts. And then I just got trashed and made a complete ass of myself in front of my coworkers in a, in a strange town. You should have. I should have. You know how he awesome. made an ass of himself? This is how Preston makes an ass of himself. He gets quiet and stands there awkwardly by himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the polar opposite of how I make an ass of myself. <laughs> I stand. Wow, I never saw the um, the Edwards at an art convention. <laughs> you know, no, I I, I just remembered. I remember I didn't know what to do because I had like uh, let's see, so I had Preston just stand. We're at like a club. This is like, and I'm just like, was this the one where there was like the robot guy? Yes, that was cool. Yeah, so with this robot guy, I had Preston just hammered, looking at me, just going. Just like stationary and just going, I'm here, but <laughs> I'm hammered. I wasn't I'm that here. hammered. But then I have Jason going, I want to get the fuck out of here. But I'm thinking, okay, we can't break up as a group. We're in Cabos, Cabos and Lucas, whatever. We'll get kidnapped and held for ransom. Yeah. And none of us are worth anything. So, well, maybe Jason. And then, so my logic, okay, I'm like, okay, Jason doesn't speak English. He could go. <laughs> okay. Preston, well, he's not walking because he's hammered. He's stationary. I wasn't that hammered. Was and then I have like, hammered. then I'm just trying to, okay, only person I could talk to is Roxy. And Roxy, that was ironically, our plan. Roxy was the only one that spoke Spanish. Yes. So I was like, let's keep her around. Because her name is actually Roxana. Correct. Correct. So anyways, that was yeah, my Roxy logic. Was- yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, it worked out well. It did. Uh, everyone stayed intact. And I got offered cocaine like 18 times there. So yeah, good yeah. times. Uh-huh. You should have taken that up on him. In retrospect. Him in retrospect, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you know. Do you become introverted when you drink? Me? More so than sober? No, I usually become less introverted. Um, I I I don't know. I think it was a scene. I think we all became... I'm not into clubs. I think we all became pretty introverted because we're in in an environment where it's very loud and very obnoxious. And none of us knew how to handle. Yeah. Well, I just don't like clubs because I like... Like, when I'm drunk, I like talking to people. And when you're in a club, you can't talk. I can't hear shit. Like, I I have bad hearing. When there's background noise, I can't hear shit. And so when there's th- loud ass music thumping, yeah, like I can't hear anything. I can't understand what people are saying. So it just gets really awkward really fast. So I just like shut down. But and I also like to sit down. And right. in the club you can't do that. Yeah. And so it's fun every once in a while, but I usually can't handle it for too long. Right. Yeah. That night worked out well because Jason did leave us eventually and we took a taxi back by himself. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't agree with, but But he made it okay. Eh, he could probably kick anyone's ass to hassle them. Well, I mean, I mean, dude is fucking ripped. If there's an Asian Rambo, that's him, right? I, I mean, mean, his fu- his fucking forearm or uh, his fucking uh, biceps are like as big around as my thighs. Yeah, that's true. Dude's fucking ripped. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty pretty muscular. He had some yeah. nice biceps. Yeah. And uh, you know, so I, I I I as a collective group guy, I was like, Preston and Roxy needed the help. <laughs> Thank you for Jason, sacrificing Jason, good yourself. luck, motherfucker. Yeah, Bye. Right. <laughs> You're sober. You can handle it. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a trip to Cabo. 
I don't know how we got in this tangent. I don't know. Yeah, talking about... Talking about coworkers, though, we're talking about hot Asians co-workers. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have a thing for Mariel, for sure. Yeah? Yeah. How old is she? Uh, Mariel was a year older. The same age as me, yeah. Oh, because when you said Muriel, but, I immediately thought of like a 70-year-old woman. <laughs> no, she... she Sorry, she, Muriel. No, she, she, uh, no, she, uh, she, what's, she's Asian, but she was like half Asian. She's Filipino and, but, and something else. Yeah, but she had like a bowl cut haircut. Well, All right, I'm like a little boy. Yeah, she. Like, so honestly, like <laughs> the half, the mix, the mixed race people are the fucking hottest. Oh my god, it's so hot. <laughs> but it's just so funny because what she just said, like she doesn't exude feminine like attributes at all. <laughs> Who needs it? Like at all. <laughs> all right. Like none at all. None at all. But her pers- her personality is so cool though. Yeah. Yeah. You, you should you should uh, hit her up <clears throat> and, and date her. Uh, her she has a hot ass boyfriend. Uh, and fiance. Good for him, I guess. No, it's funny. I remember we. Uh, so. Oh yeah, you said I would totally want to bang her boyfriend. One hundred percent. You said that like ten minutes ago. Most, ca- ago. most. You have a good memory. <laughs> Look at you. Occasionally. All right, <laughs> especially when it comes to banging dudes. Uh, yeah. Um, but. Want to see pictures? Yeah, I will. Um, it'll but, be good radio. But I'll never forget. After break up that relationship, and then there you go. <laughs> yeah. See, I'll take her boyfriend. You take her. This is how you uh, create good ratings, right? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> scandal. I mean, scandal, scandal, scandal. Uh, no, I'll never forget. I went to the the one party I got pretty hammered at was with them, and um, uh, oh. I remember going to the Christmas party with them, and I had all the girls coming to me going, "Hey man, who's that guy right there? He's hot as shit." Thanks, you're motherfucker. Like, Thanks. <laughs> you're supposed to be rooting for me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad we're honest with each other. That's fucking Mariel's boyfriend. Shut the. F-. But yeah, no, uh, he yeah, he's a good looking dude. All right. I definitely need to see pictures. Okay, so I hate to break this uh, ramble of completely random topics up, but uh, Brennan's mom's calling and he keeps ignoring it. Yep. And uh, it's been an hour and 45 minutes. Holy shit. We've been talking about nothing for an hour and 45 minutes, but it's been a lot of fun. Cindy, thank you. Thank yes. you for staying up since uh, 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, we appreciate it. I couldn't tell. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Peace out.